21st century, it has become commonplace for every president to get a presidential library. Abraham Lincoln's turn came in 2005, but what kind of library is it? Is it the latest technology in bringing history to the masses, or is it a haven for rubber Lincolns? We'll find out Frank Williams' view when we return on Civil War Talk Radio. Have you let your website go stale? Wish you didn't have to wait for your web developer to return your call when you want to update content? You don't have to. Now you can easily and instantly manage your own website content using affordable Avalar technology. Avalar is a website development and hosting company that provides turnkey internet solutions for companies like yours that need to stay focused on core business. Avalar gives you the power to control your website and make updates and additions in real time without having to learn HTML or other complicated programming tools. Websites powered by Avalar feature capabilities that attract more customers and enhance relationships with existing customers. Avalar offers a multitude of leading-edge solutions, including lead generation and referral tracking, shopping carts and payment processing, membership management, and search engine optimization, to name a few. Take advantage of the full power of the Internet using Avalar technology at www.avalar.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R. Vitality is a natural expression of health, success, and fulfillment, and yet it's rare to meet people bubbling with vitality. That's because most of us push ourselves too hard, and when we trigger the internal alarms that tell us to change our diets, attitudes, or activities, we ignore them. Allowing outside pressures to override our internal alarms undermines our health, sabotages our success, and limits our potential. If you're ready to reclaim your natural vitality, to begin living a life you love, visit thevitalyou.com. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. To speak with our show hosts or guests during the live show, call us toll-free in North America, 888-514-2100. Everywhere else, call 001-858-268-3068. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. Our guest today is Frank Williams, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Rhode Island, author of Judging Lincoln, and member of the Abraham Lincoln Bicentennial Commission. Frank, we've been talking about some serious issues, uh, the state of civil rights in Lincoln's era and ours, but I have to ask you a, a question that roils the field of Lincoln scholars around the country. What is your view of the new Abraham Lincoln Presidential Museum in Springfield that uh, has officially opened now in 2005. Well, I, I, as you know, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to be out there for the opening, and I, I, I will tour it, of course, and form an opinion. I'm certainly aware, aware about the controversy from its inception. Isn't it amazing that we seem to have, as Americans, a controversy about everything? Some of it's not bad, but some of it seems to me to be foolish and useless. The one about... Uh, the new Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum in Springfield, Illinois, comes to mind. I hear no complaints about the library. There was some con- construction problems that had to be resolved with the architect and the contractor, but very good reports from people like Doug Wilson and Rodney Davis who are in Galesburg and have used the new library that was dedicated last year. The, this, the, the great source of, of discussion is the 
um, museum itself, and as you indicated before break, uh, the use of silicone or or uh, some composite substance uh, that that create a, a Disney-like Lincoln and and other figures that figure in the Lincoln story, Mary Todd Lincoln and uh, other historical characters, and how that um, how that fits into telling the Lincoln story. And that Richard Norton Smith, who is the executive director, takes this very broad view that whatever works, especially with young people, is fine. And they will connect with this better than the former uh, formats that we grew up with that were one-dimensional. Here you have music and voices and uh, vignettes, and this this is not uncommon. This this in fact even even Mount Vernon is toying with the idea of having a similar presentation with George Washington. Uh, so I I'm anxious to see this. Uh, our good friend John Y. Simon is totally opposed to this use of uh, rubber Lincolns. He calls them, uh, and um and we have a high respect for John, who's not only a Lincoln scholar but a but editor of the. Ulysses S. Grant papers. Uh, I'd like to see for myself whether they pull this off, and it has not been um, inexpensive, Jerry. I understand the cost for the interior of the museum is about fifty-four million dollars of a hundred and fifteen million dollar project. Well, I, I will say uh, first of all, I, I share your uh, regard certainly for a mutual friend, uh, John Y. Simon. He uh, has been a guest here on Civil War Talk Radio and supplied a very, uh, I will say, entertaining exposition of his, his opposition to the, uh, the Rubber right. Lincolns. Right. But uh, John and I disagree on, on how you should aim a museum at a young audience. And he, I would say, holds a fairly, uh, I want to say extreme, but his, his position does not give much ground to the young audience. Uh, he no. would have it to be very traditional. Uh, you seem to take a more middle position on that. I do, and and I'd love to come away from this. I, I've got an open mind. Uh, I'm flexible. I'd love to come, and you know, I love a museum anywhere. I mean, it doesn't have to be on Lincoln or the Civil War. I'd stop at uh, Virginia, and I would stop at any museum of of any historical uh, interest or significance. And uh, I, I'd like. I think we'll know. I, I think we will know intuitively if they pulled it off. If we were young once, Jerry, and I think we would know if this would appeal to our students or others, not just students, but adults with the Lincoln's message and not demean it or trivialize it in any way. And, and I think we'll, it, it's like good art. You know it when you see it. And um, I'm looking forward to this. And, and when you have me back on your great show, I'll give you my, my judgment. Well, I, I, and I hope by that time I will have seen it myself. Although not seeing it has not kept me from having strong opinions about it. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, I suppose it would be better to actually see it first. That's sure. interesting you mentioned their budget. Uh, the, the Lincoln Museum in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that I uh, worked at for many years, was constructed with a budget roughly 10% uh, of, of what you mentioned for the museum in, in Springfield. And I'll be curious to see if it's really ten times better with all that money. Well, that's true, and and um, I hope it is. Uh, I've been to your 
former museum many times when you were there and mm-hmm. since the Lincoln Museum and like it. Uh, I think both of us wished it had more room to to demonstrate the um, the Lincoln story and the beautiful treasures that that museum houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, this, you know, they're they're talking. Richard Norton Smith is talking ninety thousand square feet for a museum. When, and it, again, we're, that's a good ten times bigger than the yeah. Yeah, the and, and you know, you know, and I think this is right. Uh, our other presidential museums, under the auspices of the National um, Archives, right, mm-hmm. um, only allow about nineteen thousand square feet for a museum of, of a presidential library. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're now the Nixon. Library, Presidential Library Museum is not, I don't think, associated with the archives. But, That's right. But uh, the other uh, more recent museums are, and there's, there is a, a square foot l- limit on this. Hmm. So now you're looking at, you know, 20,000 to 90,000 um, over four times, four and a half times. What and I don't, the, I don't think people would argue if, if Lincoln gets four times more space, say, than Herbert Hoover. Right. Uh, right. But at the same time, it will be interesting to see how they use that uh, exactly. enormous bounty. I don't think Herbert Hoover even even goes to eighteen or nineteen thousand square feet. But that's uh, to be understood. That that's true. Something's best left behind, perhaps. Right. Well, another way that the public gets the Lincoln story uh, is through. Uh, Reading certainly museums. Uh, I also want to talk briefly about uh, an organization of which you're a co-founder, the Lincoln Forum, and uh, perhaps let you put in a plug for that group. Sure, and thanks for raising it. Uh, we did start ten years ago. Uh, some of us, David Long, your colleague at East Carolina, was very instrumental in this. Um, Harold Holzer, the vice chair, myself, uh, you you were supportive. In fact, you're on our advisory board, as is David. It, 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 you're giving away the fact that everyone on Civil War Talk Radio apparently knows everybody else. Well, I uh, but but it's it, we're all working to the same mission, I guess. Right, and and this is a family, as you know. So if they don't know us now, they will by the time you get through. Mm-hmm. And we meet every year in Gettysburg, uh, November 16th to the 18th, backing into the anniversary of Lincoln's Gettysburg Declaration on November 19th which is another whole series of events for that day and evening that involves um, the uh, National Military Cemetery where Lincoln spoke and a luncheon with the Lincoln Fellowship of Pennsylvania and the Fortinbaugh Lecture that's given by Gettysburg College. They have someone come in every uh, year to do that. Um, And we do our thing for two and a half days with... uh, bringing in presenters and other programs with a battlefield tour for those who haven't seen uh, the Gettysburg battlefield. Uh, We have alternate programs for spouses who don't want to go to the battlefield, for example. This year's theme is the assassination because of the anniversary. And we have um, Ed Steers coming. He wrote Blood on the Moon and Michael Kaufman, whose book American Brutus about John Wilkes Booth is will be there. Uh, Jay Winnick uh, will give the keynote. He wrote April 1865, very very well received book. 
and we've got some old timers coming like Tom Turner who wrote Beware the People Weeping and Tom Goodrich who has a new book out from uh Indiana University Press on the public's reaction to the assassination and we'll have a panel uh to discuss the assassination itself uh with these people so it's it's a great um it's a great event, and as you know, Jerry, because you've been there more than once as a presenter and a moderator, um, this is family. These people are great. There, there's no, um, there's no false pride. You've got men and women, and young and elderly, and professional and non-professional, and students, and uh, and they all get along. And uh, many are repeaters come every year, and everyone is welcome with this kind of a spirit. No. Um, no, everyone's there to learn, and and so this the the, the sociability of of this I think enhances the the uh, the scholarly part of it. It, it is. I, I will say on behalf of it, I think it's a unique organization. Uh, and if you're interested, uh, if listeners are interested, they might look at uh, the LincolnForum dot org. Do yes, I have that I'm right? I'm glad you mentioned that. www.thelincolnforum dot org there's information about the forum and and a registration form that you can use uh we can only deal with about 200 attendees and i think we have maybe 70 now and we just started with the forms for for november of 2005 right so um if those are interested should hook on and get their room reservations uh as soon as possible we'd love to have them come I remember when you were there the first time with Emily and the two girls. It was it was a birthday party. That's true. My One daughter your, Caroline, well, yeah, was born for Caroline, just a few days before the Gettysburg Address was right. delivered. Uh, right. Many, many years later. So, I mean, that's what. And didn't we have someone who who uh, who was the uh, composer? Hal um, David. David, who Back did uh, David. Um, the Sundance Kid, right? That's right. Um, and and had a copyright for. A lot of these. He led the happy birthday song for your daughter. That's true. One of the few times I've seen her blush beat red in her whole life. That well, was a lot of fun. And that, that was a lot of fun. And but uh, let me say that, that the Lincoln Forum differs from a lot of meetings uh, in just that way. It's uh, you, you have a series of presentations by primarily professional historians, and it resembles an academic meeting, a professional historians meeting, in that sense. But the people who attend it are mostly not professionals. That's right. And it's uh, more of a social event in that sense. But it combines the best of both worlds. It's not uh, purely social. The, the, the presentations are quite serious and, and worthwhile. But it's not filled with uh, academics uh, gossiping and backstabbing one another like a professional meeting. Right. So it's, it's worthwhile in that sense, too. And we take pride in that, as you know, Jerry, because... Uh we think that's part of the Lincoln story too. Is how we get along with each other, and uh, I think uh, that your listeners should not be intimidated by professional historians because they do deliver the presentation at a level that everyone can understand. That's true. It, it is a very interesting meeting, and occasionally televised on C-SPAN. Uh, yes, so. it was. So much of it was this past December, as a matter of fact, for the forum we held the the. The, just the month before in November. Well, Frank, the music suggests we have once again run out of time here on Civil War Talk Radio, but 
I do want to say it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank and you. Likewise. I look forward to seeing you uh, in November at the Lincoln Forum if our paths do not cross before then. Thank you, Jerry. Likewise. And please give your listeners and, and uh, David Long at East Carolina my very best wishes. I certainly will. And I hope uh, many listeners will take advantage of the chance to come to Gettysburg in November to the Lincoln Forum. Uh, and come back to Civil War Talk Radio next week. This is Jerry Prokopovich at East Carolina University.